Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 290 for June 2nd, 2021. My name is Phil Pinsky with me, as always, Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, Ryan Ridgely, and of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What is Tim working on? <laughs> Let's hey, go to I Tim. I got something this week. Okay, here we go. Bill, what are you working on? I'm making memories. My daughter's here. Oh. Enough said. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, congrats, but that doesn't count. It does count. I'm making memories. Did she just graduate high school? No, it's been COVID. So she was uh, 17 the last time we saw her. She's now uh, over 19 and a half-ish. She just did her first and, year um, of college. She did a semester at college uh, away from home, and it was a smack dab in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And so college has been put on hold for right now. Because right. okay. that, that scenario sucks. It was yeah. just terrible. So right now she's uh, she's working. She's got a couple jobs. She's helping at home. Uh, doing so, but she wanted a vacation, so she called up, and and I didn't want to see her, but Casey apparently likes her, mm. so she's she here. And she'll yeah. she'll she be here for a couple Honda, of weeks. Honda, she hopped in that little Honda you got her and drove down, or no, 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 no. She, uh, flew? she flew out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and then That's she told great. me uh, how how much COVID, other than a mask on, isn't really apparently a big deal on the airplane. So That's really terrible. <laughs> That's awful to hear. Just, it's just like it's all crowded. It's just like normal, basically. But everybody has to wear a mask. It's the only difference. I heard a, a story of um, just one of those news of the weird type things in India. There was a, a couple getting married, and you know India is having some severe issues there right now. Um, right. So what the they're obviously wealthier people in India, and they um, they they just bought out a flight, and um, because the that was the only place where they could have a crowd that big. Um, Oh in, wow. in India, and so so it's kind of like going out to international water, right? international air, and they um and they had their wedding on a plane. Now, if they were really rich, they could have gotten that one plane that takes a nosedive, so they right. could all be all waitless done for the, a few seconds. Yeah, all done the waitless thing and thrown up on each other. <laughs> what a great way to start a marriage. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so anyway, that that's what I'm doing, Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrific. Glad to hear that. Best to Aspen. Uh, Tim? Making guitars. Cool, man. <laughs> How about you, Phil? I can, I can talk a little more about it. I can, I can uh, sing your praises again for a moment, Phil. And uh, oh, so right. I'm, making, I'm working on two acoustic instruments right now, like full acoustic guitars. And so that requires, like on the, the, specifically the top, but also the back, some like internal bracing. And so what you traditionally do is you glue strips of wood down there. You know, they're small, like three eighths of an inch by, you know, half inch tall strips of wood. You put them down like X patterns and stuff and all these like key places. But then once they're, the glue is dried, you chisel them and you, you carve them down to make them smooth and round and sexy looking and stuff. And um, uh, my chisels have never worked better. And it's just a, <laughs> because of the WorkSharp 3000. It's just a joy. It was just a joy to do this and look at the little mirror shine on the end of my chisel as I'm doing it and and uh, yeah. it's just like whoop 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 done so much fun nice and clean you know so that was a that's a great great purchase oh and i made a um i made a pizza uh <laughs> it's gonna be for one of my vectric videos coming up uh which it was so much more fun than i thought it was gonna be it's not gonna be on my channel it'll be on theirs um it's like one of the free projects i do but so it's like um an mdf pan and then there's a wooden crust that is painted red on the inside and has like the external lip is like wood color and then i cut some clear or not clear, uh, some yellow acrylic cheese that goes on top of that. So it's like one of those things where you stack them to put them together. But then the cheese, 
I made toppings. I made broccoli and mushrooms, of course, because I saw mushrooms. I saw those. Yeah, because you know I'm not going to put pepperoni, obviously. But so the reason I chose broccoli and mushroom is they're basically the same shape. So there's holes in the cheese that you can put the broccoli and mushroom in, huh. right? And you can interchange huh. them because the pattern in the cheese is a checkerboard. So you can play mushroom broccoli checkers on this toy pizza. So man, you just really get kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was was the shape was the shape of the um, holes for the mushrooms and the broccoli close to the shape of the mushroom and broccoli? Or did you exactly. just make a circle. And no, I made them like kind of like that mushroom shape, and and I designed the mushroom. You could have just made also. circles, and they both would have fit in a circle. Yeah, but it wouldn't have looked as cool. Like, because then you would have yeah, seen. Because yeah, because you would have saw the sauce underneath. Well, you do see the sauce underneath because there are only there are only eight, when there's no spaces on there. But there's eight fewer spaces what than are you checker doing? pieces. Do you understand how checkers is played? They don't fill the board, and everybody's stuck. There's extra holes there, so there's always. He's just. A, I've yeah, never seen Tim this angry before. This is wonderful. And another thing. <laughs> I guess I'm mushrooms, huh? <laughs> Broccoli always wins. Here's something. Um, Oh, and I made this kind of cool bass guitar. Like this, I made this whole one-piece top. There's a video out about that that's um, getting a lot of interest because I, I made the... The idea was I wanted to make the whole top of the instrument. It's a fretless bass, so there's no frets. And I wanted to make the bridge and the nut all part of this piece of wood. So I would literally just cut this piece of wood out and glue it onto another piece of wood and the instrument would be done. Um, and it like the idea worked. Um, like the I put the strings on it. Like it's all... Everything was CNC carved, the bridge and the nut. I literally just put strings on it. And, um, you know, for the most part and, uh, very little work outside of the CNC work and it, and it's pretty cool. And of course there's people saying like, well, it's never going to last and all that stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, that's why I made a prototype. I'm going to see what lasts and what doesn't, you know, but I'm already thinking about version two, but the idea of it is, is a very modern and sleek and look, it looks like a really high end instrument. Um, but if I can do it very, very quickly and efficiently, I can make these very high end instruments, um, you know, in a very affordable price range is kind of the idea. So. Um, I, what I love kind of wood would you spaces. need to have to make it like a almost a solid piece of wood? I mean, think about being able to laminate whatever you needed to to get the size that you need. But what kind of wood has the rigidity that you would need for a base? Well, that's the biggest complaint that people are having is I used oak, just like regular old red oak for the top, which I know is not the kind of wood. But so basically what I did is that the bottom half of it is like an inch, 1.2 inches, one and a quarter inches thick. And then the top half is about a half inch thick. And so then the entire top plane of it, and the fingerboard and the whole top body shape and the, is everything is carved out of this half inch thick piece of wood. And so if I use something like Ipe or Kumaru or, I mean, heaven forbid, Ebony, you know, but something like really dense like that, or even like a, a really hard hard maple would work. Hard maple. Well, that's what that's what one of the purple things, heart. Um, yeah, I'm looking for local and sustainable though. So hard maple is probably going to be what I end up using if I'm not going reclaimed. Mm -hmm. And hard maple is what violin bridges and you know double bass bridges and cello bridges are made out of. And people are saying, well, the bridge isn't going to last. And I'm like, well, you know, the bridge on my double bass is literally 70 years old, and it's made of maple, and it has lasted for 70 years. So, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> probably a fluke. So yeah, maybe, maybe. So is there is is there a way to make it like so you get some maple and you glue it up into a big enough blank that you can just use the CNC to cut this thing out as one piece so you're not even glue two pieces together? Uh, I would do that if it wasn't for the truss rod that I want to put in the neck. But I could do it that way too if I did a different style truss rod where you would cut a slot from the back and you would put the truss rod in that way and then and then slide a piece of wood in there and glue it. And, and right, right, right. So I could do it that way, but I had this sort of idea of doing it this two-piece way. And then the other thing I'm going to do on the next one, this one you can see the pickup, uh, but it's sort of like an infinite fingerboard, so it just sort of stays almost the same level all the way across, and then the pickup right, is right, flush. Right. So the next time I'm actually going to hide the pickup, so it'll, like you've done in your some of your guitars that you've built, so it'll be under right. a piece of wood. So the whole, and then the knobs are on the back of it, right? So basically when you look at this instrument, it'll just be a piece of wood with four strings on it. This all will look like on the front is the idea, you know, which is kind of get cool. really special and, and do um, the wireless connections to the amp. Oh, yeah, you could totally, because I have the jack is in the back with the knobs, and so if you put a wireless unit on there, you could, right. yeah. Bluetooth. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of things. Like, they've been doing that for years, even before Bluetooth. There's all these, like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. FM radio receivers and stuff. Um, so, yeah, been working on that stuff. How about you, Phil? Cool. So, it's been the uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Bill, that's a hockey team, are, uh, are in the playoffs, and... Um, and it was Game 7 of the first series against the Toronto Maple Leafs on, uh, on Monday night, which is, uh, was my birthday and also the reason why we didn't do the podcast then. Happy oh, birthday. man, I was going to make a little segment once you were done to say, hey, let's not forget it was Phil's birthday. It's a holiday in Canada. Yeah. Holiday in yeah. Canada. Mm -hmm. So was how old are you? Memorial Day in the States? 
No, it's Phil's birthday in the yeah, States, too. Yeah, that's why we celebrate oh, so Memorial Day. Okay, okay, we remember okay. it's your birthday. So oh, I'm going to get Anyways, shit for that. I mean, stuff that for that. That segue was to... Uh, to I'm do. not even bleeping that. <laughs> no? Okay, good. Good, good for um, you. How old are you, Philo? Uh, you're never supposed to ask a lady her age, but I am 41. Oh, you, um, you, you crossed 40? I don't remember that. Yeah, last year. Yeah, uh, last year. No, yeah. old man. You're catching up to me. Um, so what I did was... You were so much younger than I me wanted... before, and now you're like the same ages. I know. He was like the baby of the podcast back when. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ah, good times. You should... We'll you talk should, about that in a minute. You should be smarter by now. I'm you exceptionally should, smart. You should know better. And that... <laughs> I'm going to save that part for later as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did I build, you ask? Yes. Or you didn't, but you should have. Is uh, so it was my birthday. I had some friends over, which you're allowed to do in Montreal. You're allowed to have up to eight people in your backyard, and so I want to watch the game with my boys. So I built a um, basically a giant support, a big standing support to mount a projector screen onto it, and then I used the projector to project the hockey game into my backyard. So we had like a 120 inch screen to watch the hockey game in the backyard, and. My wife ordered, like, donuts and pizza and chicken wings, and we had beers. It was, like, epic, epic birthday, and uh, the Montreal Canadiens uh, won and beat the Maple Leafs, and we defeated them in that round, so that's it. They're out, and actually tonight is uh, game one against the Winnipeg Jets, and I only got to watch the first period, but we were up 3-1, so that's uh, it's pretty sweet. So we're doing well, and that, uh, and, and I'm still doing the move from the garage to the uh, to the furnace room, but I actually physically built something. Which also created memories. So, Bill, uh, and that's that's what that is. But I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into now into um, I think our big announcements. Unless unless when you guys that, to say something. Th- is that the information that all people from Montreal are Canadians anyway? What? Not just a hockey team? Because the way you said it, it makes it sound like the well, only you, Canadians in Montreal are so hockey players. Here's the thing. See, like in America, there's a lot of issues with some sports teams using. Um, you know, other cultures as their mascots. And uh, in recent years, right. they've, they've been like the Washington football team is not just called the Washington football team. But in, so what, you know, politically correct Canada decided to do is to just they just named their team after everyone. <laughs> so so no one was left out and no one was isolated or, or, you know, it's like teams over like 100 years old. Yeah. So they're just called it's more akin to like the Houston Texans. It's more akin to that, I would say. Which is not offensive. And I appreciate that. Well, I guess you could say like New York Yankees too, for that matter. No, because the, it's Houston, but then it's the large all of Texas they're claiming. So here it's Montreal, but it's also right. all of yeah. Canada. So New York. So do you think at Yankees. some point the um, Toronto will just be called the Toronto Canadians? Nope, yeah, they're the Maple Leafs. Yeah, which is also like saying <laughs> Houston yeah, Texans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are there any teams that are not just called? Something Canada? What's Winnipeg? The Jets. Oh, and then there's there's the Edmonton Oilers. There's the uh, Vancouver Canucks, which I guess is also the Canadians. That sounds kind yeah, of derogatory. We're pretty we're pretty, we're pretty uh, monothematic here over here in Canada. Anyways, I'm more of a shark. So, uh, is there any is there anything in Canada that would be stereothematic? Have more than one theme to it? Probably many things, but we can certainly explore that. I think offline. <laughs> Maybe episode two ninety three. Yeah, probably not, eh? Anyways, let's let's bring up the AM gold here. Um, so, you saw the title of the episode. It's called "Big Announcement," and the big announcement is that there are officially, including this one, three episodes left of reclaimed audio. We've uh, we've made the the difficult decision to. Uh, to retire the podcast, to retire ourselves from this podcast, and to and to sunset the entire uh, the entire endeavor, we are um, well stuffer than I thought. <clears throat> this uh, this was an amazing journey. Um, we've met a ton of incredible people, including each other, who we weren't friends mm-hmm. before, but now Tim and Bill are amongst my closest friends in life, and um, and I'm just very grateful. I'm sure as we all are to uh, to the fans and. I don't know, Tim, you say things now. Yeah, one of us even remembered your birthday. That's how good of friends we are. <laughs> yeah. Bill, thank you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's uh it's something that we've been we've been discussing for a while and it's it's um you know, it's not you, it's us. So <laughs> 
But nice. uh, oh, that makes everybody yeah. feel better, Tim. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's um yeah we did we kind of felt like uh we we did what we set out to do, and you know when um you know sometimes that there are like there are like bands that are touring and you're excited to see them, and then you see them again and you see them again, and you're like you know maybe this band should stop touring. You know, and it's like I kind of feel like that's where the show has gotten to. That it's time to sort of, sort of hang it up. And it's um, it was a very hard decision for us to make because we love doing it so much and we love uh, we love all of you so much. Um, but uh, you know, seems like it's the right thing to do at the right time. And also, this is not an April Fool's joke uh, because we did pull all this on you <laughs> not too long ago, which I forgot about. But this time, this time is unfortunately um, for real or fortunately, depending upon your impression of us. <laughs> yeah, mm. fair enough. Mm. Bill, any uh, mm. any words? Um, well, like you both, this is this is a little harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, this the the reality is is that um, this was an amazing for me, and I, I'm hoping you too as well. This was an amazing adventure. I mean, this was so much fun. This was, you know, me having a, heroes on YouTube and, and friends in the community and then doing something I never thought somebody like me would ever do. And this podcast turned into so much more than just a podcast. It's been a, a weekly celebration of making, literally, mm. for mm. close to six years now. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like we're just moving on. You know, Tim, you were what maybe 5000 subscribers on youtube when you started yeah if that i mean incredible your growth and your growth doing it your way i mean seriously has been a privilege to watch you know your channel grew the way you wanted your channel to grow doing the content you wanted to give and you stuck to you know you stood by your principles and and everything and you've just it's been an amazing journey watching that happen but I know. I just I, I wasn't I paying I'm attention. Were just... you saying that um, that Tim has compromised his values over the course of the last six years? If which case, I agree. <laughs> I, it's been well, a joy to watch what I'm that trying, as well. I, what I was trying roundabout. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that I don't think Tim would be where he is today without us. Without not me, the podcast itself, just yeah. his ability to have us to talk to and give him the advice. Because what people don't know is off air. Tim constantly, Bill, should I make another coffee table? No, Tim, you should try and focus on guitars more. But that's scary, Bill, I know. And then, Phil, <laughs> is it Control-V? I don't know. Help me. So, I mean... <laughs> you know, that part's six... the only true part of this. Mostly, it's just offline tech support. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, so technically, <laughs> both we didn't us. start a podcast to be with yeah. the community. We wanted to help Tim grow his career and his life and his business. Well, I mean, and we've yeah. succeeded. There's all the nonsense. I think he can fledge. he can fledge now. There's all the nonsense you threw in there that I would love to just, you know, cut down. But there's also a lot of truth in there that I, I 100% um, rely on both of you and your support. And I have for a long time uh, to help me uh, in my business growth, 100%. And it's and it's and it pains me to say it because I would love to just throw you under the bus. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, you guys are you guys are part of the biz, you know. And that's like the – I think the hardest part about the idea of, of wrapping this up is that – I mean, we've said it for years that if we weren't making this podcast, we'd probably still get together and chat. And uh, but you know, the reality is, is that, like, are we going to do it every week religiously at eight o'clock? You know what I mean? Like, is that mm -hmm. th the reality is, it's probably not going to happen because we have lives and two of us have, or three of us have. Ch you have a kid there now too, Bill. Yeah, Bill had not, <laughs> Phil had one child during the podcast, and Bill had a teenager. <laughs> <somehow>. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I had this, a newborn when we started. Yeah, you, you, a newborn, and then and then throughout, I had another kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your baby wow. was just born, and I still like I, I still remember that first time that I, I talked to you about that, and we've definitely brought that up before. You've, you were like, "Hey, there's this thing called podcast that people seem to like, and there's not a lot of woodworking ones," <laughs> you know. And I mean, I had, I had been listening to podcasts, but I didn't. I just my my brain, and again, this is where like I I do thank both of you a lot for your help. Is like my brain did not see the point or value in this. Um, yeah, it took a while to convince you, actually. Yeah, I was just like, "Why? <laughs> like, wait, we're just gonna sit and talk, and people are gonna care?" You know, like it didn't make it didn't make sense to me. And um, and then uh, you know, I was like, "But I am not a person to say no." Uh, so I was like, "Well, I'll give it a try. What have I got to lose?" You know. And now here it is, six Did years. Did you later. teach my wife how to do that? What say no? <laughs> she no. doesn't. She doesn't form. The kind me. of person who doesn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I think first of all, I want to I want to say a couple things. One, uh, the tech support doesn't end just because we're not doing a podcast. You text whenever you want. I'm keeping the Facebook uh, little chat that we have going forever, so no worries mm. about that. I'm changing my uh, login. Until but... It is Control V. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and as as much as um, as much as you feel that maybe you you you've gleaned from us, uh, you know, I've learned a tremendous amount from both of you, and uh, and maybe you asked me about computer and business stuff, but I ask you guys about like how to keep my house running constantly. Bill, <laughs> what do I do here? What do I do there? Phil, I I feel like uh, you might actually be a member of my quit your day job club like maybe so you know because you you went out and started this business on your own and yeah i mean not again not that i want to take credit for like bill wants to take credit for all my success i'm going to take credit for your success and be like would you have had the courage to do what you're doing now if you hadn't met and hung out with someone like me who's like just yeah just quit how many times i tell you to quit your job every time you're unhappy and traveling and doing all that Mm -hmm. it's like just quit man just go do something else and uh and now you are so you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, sure, man. I will give you the credit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always knew I was going to be doing something. I just didn't know what that that right. product was that I was going to be selling. Yeah. But you, but yeah, but you, I, you I just needed what, a, what you did was you sort of support you buttressed it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You you held up that notion, and I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's mm. rock and roll. Let's do it. And Bill kept calling me unemployed, and I think that was motivation. To, uh, <laughs> turn, you know, that really helped me get out there and. And hustle. Yeah. Now you're killing it, man. Make those phone calls. You're killing it. Um, All right. Well, I get. I got to come up with something to be all cheesy about with you two. Um, so I, well, I'm not going to quit my day job because my pension now is looming ever closer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. That's true. Yeah. And uh, that's a thing. And I'm certainly never going to um, need tech support because there's it's a lost cause at this point. But well, I you're the one you, swapping out. Talk heart. about personal growth let's throw it to bill yeah. a little bit and the personal growth that we've watched you from this shy like person that was afraid to interact and all this stuff to now being like a, a well he was he was always like very self-conscious and and uh, you know and sort of didn't want the spotlight well, and, and that's that's where i was going with this yeah. is the fact what i've learned from you two is the interaction with the commun- maker community outside of a keyboard warrior really let me open up and actually want to meet other people. I didn't do Maker Fairies before this podcast. I didn't do Atlanta Woodworking Show before this podcast. I certainly wouldn't have gone to Boston for any reason before this podcast. And it was... Great city. If, if, if the, the real relationship that I developed with you two was in, an example, even, even a minute example of what this community was really like... You two set the bar, and it gave me the courage to, to reach out and to actually make friends with other people. I don't like people. I still don't like people very much. Uh, mm. But the maker community, I discovered Different. it, mm. and I reached out a little bit here and there, but I was just happy to, to be the keyboard warrior in a chat group, you know, or in a group on, on Facebook. It never would have amounted to anything more than that had it not been for you guys, because you guys showed me that, no, there's some real caring, loving talented amazing makers out there people with brilliant ideas and the passion for for creativity and i certainly wouldn't have of ventured into being maybe even considering myself being able to to make art right i can make stuff i can make i can make a table and a chair but i feel like since this podcast i've made things people have told me i'm an artist i think that's ridiculous in some ways but I'm so flattered and humbled by that. And this, again, this podcast brought that out in me. It just did. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's been it's been a, a true pleasure to watch you grow and to see your art develop. And it is art. And I'm, I was probably one of the first people to say that because I I just look at you as an outsider artist, 100%. That's that's what you do. You do outsider art. And uh, and there's a real, there's a real I have a real fondness for that in my heart because I'm an outsider artist too, I guess. Um, but then the other thing too is never mind that that sort of personal growth. We've I've watched you... We, we've watched you have some some health issues and overcome them and get healthy um and you know all the the lifestyle choices that went along with that and we're joking around about how because this is a true story he really didn't know how to copy and paste <laughs> and we, we had to teach him control uh you know control c for copy control v for paste but now you're the guy swapping hard drives out in your wife's computer and in your mac so there's yeah, growth. Yeah, that's, uh, just the, like I mean, that. yeah. Okay, I'm just, all right. I'm just so doing I did, what I did, I did, but I did more. get some super tech advice from yeah. you guys. F- mm-hmm. Phil, Phil, and I, we're just doing what we did, just more and more independently. And you have just blossomed, like, 
like a yeah. 80s TV sitcom like a, star. Like a, like a Lily. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was my nickname you know, from high, high school was Lily Billy. No, it's amazing. I don't doubt that. that for a second. Yeah. You're probably joking. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Uh, I think my favorite part of this whole this whole journey that we've been on was was meeting in real life. That for me was 100%. Probably, was that Boston the first time? The, the making it 100? Boston, yep. uh, in in uh, in Hartford, mm. in California, at Bill's house. Yep. Like, you know, and, and also um, also in what, Burlington too, right? Burlington, yep. Yep. So, like, it was both incredibly surreal, but also very real. Yeah, Boston so, like, stands out because that was when all three of us were, were together. Yeah, yeah, and, like, just on that dock, and I'm like, Bill, Tim, yeah. and like we just got into this like huddle of a circle. It was like it was really really cool. Like, yeah. you know, you we we've seen each other every single week for the last six years. You know, through well, your the shoulders and your, of the internet, your shoulders and head. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, but there's still, um, you know, there, there's still something very real about real life. Like that, Zoom and Skype will never replace. And so it was just like it was. It was like meeting a pen pal. It was just mm. surreal and magical and amazing, and uh, and I and, and I loved it. And and that whole that whole weekend was like mind blowing. It was like I don't know. It was like being at a music festival, but being the musicians, you know, and right. like everybody right. who was there was the musicians. Mm. It was just. It was really cool because yeah. we were meeting all these people that we idolize and Tim, we knew. Tim's sitting so, back here going, uh, "No, I was a musician. It was nothing like that. I, I'm just letting you know." No, no, that's not what I was thinking. Um, it, it is different though because it was so uh, collaborative, and uh, yeah, I, those. I mean, especially those. I want to say like early years of that sort of online maker movement. You know, yeah, um, were were pretty incredible. Like that's not that's not common. And I'm sure that it happened in other communities. You know, like to like not just people that have table saws. Like I'm sure that there are like mm-hmm. right, you know, some kind of like you know photography communities or whatever. You know, pet enthusiasts. Well, it, it may very well have, but that's but not the, our. But that's not our story. Our story is these right, people right. that all felt like the odd man out in their own garage until they discovered all these other garages around the nation. You know, in the world. Mm. Well, you know, let, let's brag a little bit. Think about the people we've had on our podcast. These yeah. no joke famous maker names that are huge in the industry and uh yeah. that's kind of humbling andrew, I mean, that's andrew there's bill lavolsi yeah. don't forget bill lavolsi was right it huge. looks like i'm looking yeah. through our list here and our in our 13th episode we had izzy swan on so i was looking yeah, to see who our, we that was izzy our, two or three times I he was our yeah, we had him a bunch of times. yeah he was our first and then episode 19 we had the, the godfather jimmy Daresta on of course um, so he was our second. But well, not a- all of ours. Just reminded yours. <laughs> Wait. I think he replaced Bill that episode, did he not? Uh, was it that? Was it 19 when Bill? I had my surgery? It might have been. It might have been that long ago. I think you're right. Yeah. And then Dave Pachuto was on not too long after that. Yeah, we had, uh, I'm just kind of scrolling to our list of 200 and... My best friend Spags. I mean, like, Bob Claggett. I don't know. Spags was never on. That's that's a lie. It's fake news. <laughs> Bob Claggett was episode twenty-eight. Uh, Darvin Orvar. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah, so nice. Lynn was on. Don't don't forget the uh, the the German wonder uh, super maker. What what God? What what's her name? Uh, Laureen. Oh, Casey Lutz. Uh, Cooper. K- yeah. Casey. You Lutz. mean the thing where you're trying to be funny about yeah. someone's name? Yes. Yeah. Laura Comp. Come on. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were talking okay. about Marcus Hoffman, the other German superstar that we had on. Oh, that's right. Episode forty six was, was um, and yeah. Casey. Uh, thank you for mentioning my wife. By the way, she'll never let me live that down. The best episode. Yeah, we've that was ever back. Had was that was, it, that was. it was episode forty three. Arts versus craft with Casey Lutz. And that's the other great thing yeah. about this is even though we're stopping to make new episodes, there's like this whole backlog of all these like amazing yeah. things. Like, you know, we we were sort of saying in the pre show that we feel like we've we've pretty much said everything we want to say here. Um, besides just up to date of what's going on in our daily lives, but what we what we set out to do was to create this this catalog of information for people that are not only interested in making but are interested in making sustainably and from reclaimed and looking for you know to figure out where they can not spend and where they should spend and where they can save and where they should just buy 
you know, um, and that's it's all there. And we have it's not just us. We have like like we just said, like Casey Lutz was on. <laughs> Marcus she Hoffman, was a natural Laura talent. Huff. We should have had her back again. I would do another podcast with Casey. I would. Um, if, yeah, Casey, if you want to, Casey, I would do that. Two, <laughs> two, two more weeks. I'm going to be free. Uh, so. You guys yeah. are. You guys are. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> hey, we're going to miss you, but luckily we'll still know what's going on because we're going to be doing that podcast with Casey. Yeah, so here's yeah episode 50, we had Izzy on again, and then 51 was with Laura, Laura Kampf. Yeah, this is this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We really uh, we really burned it out the first uh, the first year, I think. We, we did. Big we, names, and then it was just us. Yeah, we kind of stopped. Uh, here's, oh, Paul Jackman was on. We'll just skip that one. Um, we Yeah, we kind of stopped having guests on because it was becoming like a challenge for us logistically more than anything. Um, well, that and just, yeah. and, and nobody wanted to talk to us. <laughs> Kyle, well, Kyle to, Toth. To on. I forgot about Kyle. Right, yeah. Kyle Toth. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Weta. Weta. Yeah. Who else? Like Mark, there's Mark Spagnuolo. Well? Yeah, we had Jesse on. Yeah. Oh, we, I think we had Ben on too. We had Mark Spagnuolo. We did have Ben. Yeah. yeah. And then he started his podcast Titans. shortly after, I think. Shortly after Maker, uh, Maker, uh, what's it called again? Making it, right? 100. So, uh, um, yeah, we haven't. I haven't gotten that. In the list yet. We had. Um, oh, I just passed that. So we had one episode. Eighty three was called Chuck Norris Wilhelmina Pinsky. That was when you got. <laughs> was that the lizards? That was when you got your lizards, right? So real quick to interrupt you, um, somebody just responded to something on Instagram that I posted or something, but, but basically said, um, way to utilize that picture. And I just laughed and I said, ha ha, that's going old school. He says, actually, I just started listening to your podcast from the beginning and I'm, I'm at that point now. Oh, oh you know what? That's fun to think about that. There are people that are going to hear this in the future. Right. <gasps> right. That are like, they're listening the to us future. now. The future. Uh, episode 88 by the way so that was 88 episodes in and the name of that episode is control c <laughs> control v <laughs> <laughs> well don't forget uh back up to 85 we also had rory may rory uh, may the, the dirty, dirty smith. smith yeah oh yeah yeah i was uh, gonna do a collab with him back in the day hmm. i should have pushed harder for that one up claim shop reclaim tips uh multiple quest gasms episode 95 i guess that was a q a we might have done with the audience Shortly thereafter, we talked about Bill's Nuggets. Bill's Nuggets, yep. I was kind of skipping that. I don't think all the titles of the podcast were winners in retrospect. No, there's definitely some of these that I don't really feel like. Well, the ones they that I came up with. all amazing, you know? Well, speaking of um, not all amazing, we also had Mike Laffey on. Mike Laffey. I'm so funny, I was just thinking that. And the episode after that was ID10T, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> for those for those who don't know just go find episode 111 and you'll you'll get it if you don't get it already <laughs> that's funny i never heard that keith before on like many many times well keith because he kept paying for it he yeah he sort of broke the system um so on patreon which by the way you need to get to in a second phil but um uh or at least today uh we you put it as a joke right you put that up that for for some yeah, ridiculous amount of money, you could be you could be the like the fourth Beatle um, on our podcast, and Keith actually paid it <laughs> like three or four well, times. Well, he paid it once. Well, Keith, we invited then Keith he, on first, and then later on, he he paid to be on. Maybe that was it. But then he paid again because he forgot to end it, and so like just the automatic right. billing cycle came and it paid again. So then he was on again, and then he went. And he paid again. I think was how yeah. that went down. Like like months and months later. Oh yeah, here it is, episode one twenty, Maker Mulligans with Keith Steeson. Let's see how many until he's back. <laughs> it was not that much longer. Uh, one twenty nine dollars like at a time. I think it was called. Um yeah, yep. Paul Paul Jackman's one twenty five. Yes, nine episodes later. Oh, we had Rody Jeff on. I think I think Jeff paid too, right? Again, yeah, like yeah. We actually, like, Jeff did pay. Yeah, we're like we're like guys, we're joking. Like <laughs> yeah, hundred dollars at a yeah. time with Keith Steeson. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious! Uh, for those who don't know, Rody Jeff is uh, our buddy from Narwhal Labs. Right, he runs Narwhal Jeff Labs. Shaw, that's right. Jeff Shaw, yeah. Yeah. You brought up a point there, Tim, and, and uh, it's a good point. Um, what we're going to be doing uh, on Patreon is we're going to be we're going to be leaving it open, essentially, you know, and um, and we've got well, if you're listening to it, it's too late for this episode, but we're going to be. Uh, just leaving it open if anybody wants to, I guess, show their appreciation 
um, you know, we'll have two more weeks of essentially uh, two more weeks, two more episodes after this one where uh, where you can show your appreciation on patreon.com slash reclaimed audio and then uh, and then and then we'll we'll stop uh, we'll stop billing there but uh, if if anybody feels uh, you know right so inspired to to leave their insp- their their uh, gratuity in the form of dollars that's where that's at I really I really thought you'd do a better job explaining it than that um, thanks man but <laughs> so basically the, the um, to our our current patrons the way it's going to work is that uh, there's going to be two more episodes after this one, 291, 292, and those will be published as usual. And you will, what happens is, is the patrons are charged when we publish the video. Um, so you're only going to be charged for two more, and then we're just going to stop charging and it's going to close. So if anybody that is not a member of Patreon would like to show their support and kind of give us like a farewell tip or a goodbye, if you hop into Patreon now, you will only get billed for two episodes and then we're done. So tip big. <laughs> Yeah. See, I've never done that before. You, as a gigger, have done that. Well, you know, we used to, we used to have a um, we used to have a tip jar because people would tip us with with um, should I buzz market Jägermeister? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jäger bombs. We were we were a Jägermeister endorsed band, and we had this hard drinking reputation that preceded us, and so people would tip us by buying rounds of shots for the band, and which is a lot of fun to a point. Um, and then uh, we. Like I had this idea, I got a big five, like one of those big one gallon pretzel jugs you get from like like Costco, you know. And I and I just, yeah. I painted it all up to be like a tip jar. So I put this giant tip jar on the stage. I was like, well, instead of having people buy us booze, let's see if we can get money put into it for like our kids' college funds or for us, you know what I mean? To like actually, you know, pay for something, not just liver damage. And uh, what they did is they started using that as a as a stand to put the tray of shots on. <laughs> so so the tip jar would have a tray on it, and they just start lining shots up. On the tip jar, so I stopped isn't bringing. There, um, isn't there a whole deal that bands normally have with the bar where if somebody buys you a drink, they actually give you a shot of water, and then you guys split the money for the drink? Uh, we had, we did some arrangements like that. We never got, never had anybody that was willing to split the money with us. Um, but there were times that, like, um, that I would tell the bartender, like, but it's difficult though because they would see you pouring, like they would watch the bartender pour and stuff, you know. Um, so uh, it was. So, a goal. So I used to do the I used to do the Coyote Ugly thing where I would drink the shot and then and then pretend I was chasing it with a beer and spit it back into the beer bottle. Right. And, I, and then I also used to put them behind my amplifier. So I I take I turn my back to the audience as I did it and then put the glass down behind my amplifier. And I got caught right. a couple times by people. They would see I have like five shots like back there and they'd feel upset because people were spending a lot of money on it and stuff. And it was like kind of, you just had to drink them. So, you know, so <laughs> the idea then for our last couple of episodes are people are going to be able to leave us a tip um, and, and go crazy people. I'm just saying, because I want to do something meaningful with that. And I, I'm just, I, w- I really want to buy myself something nice. So <laughs> I just, you know, Wow, that was brutally honest. Yeah, good for the, you. I'm just saying. <laughs> the, the, uh, I, I want to be able to go out and get something for myself, and know that it came from other people's hard-earned money. I, I think that would be a lovely <laughs> sentiment. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just trying to be honest. We appreciate your you honesty. Know, what? You're Maybe, not trying. You nailed yeah. it, brother. Maybe you shouldn't be that honest. I'm just <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, but that's, you know, the other thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we're talking about all these guests that we've had on the podcast, but even when people aren't actual guests on the podcast, a lot of people write in and say this, that, you know, they feel like that we're in the shop with them and, and the restraining order is coming, of course. But, um, but you know, there's always this, mm-hmm. this constant feeling and what we've set out to do with the podcast is to have it be a conversation that that you were a part of. And, and people say that, I feel like you guys are in my shop hanging out. Sometimes I find myself talking on the radio, you know, Um you are the fourth member of this team. You always have been mm-hmm. since the very first episode. And so while that's the reason we're we're taking two episodes to wrap this up, because we want to give everybody a chance to be a part of the end of this fantastic journey. Um, so how can you do that? Well, there's a couple ways. <laughs> you know, one is the Patreon thing we discussed, of course. Um, and of course, we'll read off the name of everyone on the Patreon list on the final episode. Yeah, for um, sure, of course. I'm actually going to make a note of that right now so we don't forget. Um, and then the other thing you can do is send us in your tips. 
We have a great one we're going to read later today, and um, this is your like the, your opportunity to send us an audio recording, and it doesn't have to be a tip. It can be yeah. just a, a thank you, a goodbye, a, a memory from the show, anything that you want to say that you think is appropriate in this space, and we're going to play those um, over the course of you know the next one or two episodes that we do. Um, our plan is to play them all. Uh, we want to hear from you, the fourth member. Say what you got to say to us. Keep it PG-13. <laughs> and it'll get played. So you can well, you can leave an audio vein. audio recording and mail it to info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Just make a text message or a voice message on your phone and send it right to that email address, however you want to do it. Yeah. You say on, on that same vein, I'm always the one pushing for the for the iTunes review review. Um, do that. You know, we always say give us five stars and we'll We'll, we'll read it no matter what it says. Well, I'm, I'm taking away the five-star requirement. Send us a review. Make it a one-star. Say whatever you want, and we will read it out. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we've I, been acu- I've been accused idea. of being brutally honest. Be brutally honest with us. No, no, we're no, we're no, gone. Don't leave any one-star reviews. That's not yeah. a good idea. Leave a five-star review and then tell us yeah. all the things you hate about us. But we do want future yes, generations to find the idea. backlog. So, <laughs> Okay, fine. I've been, I've been vetoed, so... Five-star review, say whatever you want as usual. We'll read it out regardless of what it is. and But just tell us how you really feel. That's what I'm asking for you. Not not some corny, oh, you know, Joe, tell me what you really think, feel. And uh, yeah. I, yeah. I would enjoy I mean, that. I would appreciate here's that a, too. Here's a technical tip. Um, so the link to leaving those reviews is on our website. It is at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Uh, the only thing is, is you have to have iTunes installed for that link to work. So I, I got that uh, from a listener earlier this week who didn't really understand how that worked. So you do need to, uh, you do need to have iTunes installed in order to leave a review on iTunes. I know it's super weird, but that's the way that works. And, and if you if you don't want to deal with that, then just send it to info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. So yeah. you know, yeah, that's the you know, yeah. this is it's the end game now. So. Yeah, we've we've always Ooh. offered many ways to interact with us, and we're we're beseeching you all now, uh, whether it's Patreon, a review, uh, a voice message, an email, uh, do it. Interact with us. We're 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 closing the show. We're we're winding down, and uh, the only reason we've been doing this for again close to six years is because of you all. Mm. And we'd love to hear from yeah. you and, and, and celebrate with you on these last couple of uh, episodes. And, yeah, it's, it's mm. I'm going to get a little too choked up if we get too serious right now. But in the meantime, Phil's looking at me with that same look that none of you have been able to see for six years. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I, I was going to – all I was going to say, I was going to sort of put the exclamation mark on exactly what Bill's saying, like – if you've been waiting all this time to say something to us, like, mm. if not now, then when? You know, like, now is, now is the time to say whatever it is that you want to say to us, good, bad, or ugly, but <clears throat> make sure it's five stars. Um, or if you've yeah, always thought now, about now supporting us on Patreon, now is the time because it's not going to be for long. So, Right. Yeah, mm. that's true. Good point. And you can take good a point. chance on rolling the dice, too, but I'm going to do my own little personal drawing. And whoever... Whoever makes the most amazing review, leaves the biggest amount of Patreon, sends the best email. After this is all said and done, in a couple of months from now, when Tim and Phil have forgotten all about me, I'm going to publish their mm-hmm. phone numbers and their addresses, um, just so you can stay in touch. Hmm. I've never given you my phone number, and that's clearly been the right instinct. <laughs> I apparently need to make some plans. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to call Verizon? <laughs> <laughs> and, and move and move you know I'm <laughs> right that's right Vance fire up the yeah. band <laughs> get in the car quick <laughs> yeah uh, okay should we we wrap up with the uh, the rest of the the show that we have to do still I mean you know we, we've got two more weeks of this to reminisce and also yeah. hear you you're reminiscing so sure yeah. sure so I guess let's um let's go into uh, do we have any iTunes review reviews um, we do, and we also have a tip. Uh, but where's the iTunes review? Yeah. Here's uh yes. Yeah, so for we have a couple a couple new ones um this week, and this is Bill. St- this we didn't read this one. Okay, so this is um dog food guy 
That's <laughs> the name. I love the names. Something about the names on iTunes. They're always different than everywhere else. Um, so Dog Food Guy wrote, uh, Bill, stop guilting me. And uh, so we two more weeks of Bill guilting you into leaving these reviews. Or, well, one more week, I guess, because the last one was the point. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. You can continue guilting me every show to write another five-star review. Well, you got another show. <laughs> um, you got two for more fi- shows. Yeah, as for Phil and Tim, you guys can step up uh, the guilt a little bit so that Tim doesn't have to do it all by himself. Okay, well, I just, uh, I think it was a bit but, um, okay, uh, even though there hasn't been much talk about making or reclaiming for a bit, yeah, we're aware. <laughs> huh. I, still, I still eagerly wait for the newest episode to drop so that I can listen to these guys go on, keep it up. Uh, bad timing for that last line. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, mostly sk- complimentary. Maybe I should have skipped that. Keep it up, part. Mm. Um, okay, here's uh, Ryan Barnrat Ridgely is um, jumping in again with his 16th review. So we we're effectively putting Ryan out of work. He's gonna have to find a new hobby. Uh, for whatever reason, the past he has a lot of 16 reviews. I don't know. He's, they they delete, so there's no way of really telling. Uh, for whatever reason, the past few reviews have disappeared in the in the ether. Um, it may be caused by trying to post a website link that. Uh, Phil appreciated. Sadly, the joke is a month old now and no longer funny. Okay, I don't get it. Anyway, I'm going to... news for you. It wasn't funny a month ago either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use this review for good for once. I am searching for an individual that can 3D print a neon green 2x6 that is 20 inches long. It needs to be able to, uh, to be sanitized repeatedly, and that is why it cannot be wood. It needs to be easily carried up a ladder and maneuvered in tight spaces with one hand so that it cannot be made of metal due to weight. It needs to hold 300 pounds of weight when spread across two 2x4s, so likely needs some uh, well-designed core to it. There are some other requirements, but I can discuss that when approach. So I'm willing to pay for this. Uh, it's not just an exposure. <laughs> Please reach out to me on social. So this is Ryan uh, Barnrat Ridgely. If you look him up, if you're a 3D printing person, you're looking for a challenge, Ryan needs a 2x6, 20 inches long, made of neon green plastic that can support 300 pounds. Anybody that thinks they can help him with it, contact Ryan. What a strange venue to find a contact for rapid prototyping. That's uh, that's an odd one, Ryan. Thanks, hey, you, man. You know what? Use hey, iTunes. We should how file this you. away for you know possible future reunion podcasts, the <laughs> Strange Venue Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, we have one more. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I like I even believe you read that one. I I, I didn't. But I guess we said we'd read it. I guess we said. Yeah, it's a five star it. review. That, we said that no, for six right. years. Right. Of course, I read it. Yeah. Okay. Just mean I liked it. <laughs> um, Mike B from New Hampshire. Not too bad of a podcast. Not bad. Um, I look forward each week to listening to these three gentlemen and their words of wisdom. No, wait, that's the Wood Talk podcast. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) These guys are okay, too. You have Phil, the so-called leader of this group. He offers intelligence and past woodworking experiences to share with the listeners, which is entertaining to say the least. Then you have Tim, a very talented musician and luthier, a guy that makes guitars, thank you, um, and has also uh, started his conquest to take over the world by selling tanks to any guinea pig that has the money. And finally, you have Bill. He is the type of guy you wish you had as a best friend, smart, intelligent, and full of wisdom. Wait, Bill? What'd you pay this guy? Ah, what is There's that? no pause there. There was no pause. I'm reading along with you. I don't see a pause anywhere in there. Just keep going. <laughs> he can... <laughs> well done, Tim. That was good. That was good. He can usually find a solution to any problem that comes up, which is actually true, and that's something that it is very nice having Bill on speed dial for those quick solutions. All three yeah. will respond to my email, so you know the success has not gone to their heads. So give these guys a listen, and you will be hooked like I am. There's been success. Apparently. Well, apparently, you know, that's continuing for two more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say almost six years with like, you know, five plus people fan base. That's pretty darn successful. Hey, and whether birth of a child or uh, dumping of a kidney, nary shall we miss a beat over all this time. Yeah. We've been here every week, no matter what's happened. Once, once, I think we had a replay. Once. Two, yeah. two times. Two times. Two, times. two replays in six years. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's We're kind of badass. And I'm Pop Pop's still on our case about it. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. Unreal. What a guy. Um, let's do the tip segment. Um, 
Okay, I guess I'm still reading. I have to read everything today. Uh, so this is. I can well, read. Yeah. Do you have it? From Dan Leal. Well, hold on. I don't know if I have it. No. Uh, yes. Okay, so the best part of radio is dead air. Dead that's air. my favorite part. That's of the radio. professionalism that keeps us coming back. That's well, right. Well, I'm, I'm apparently there's you're supposed to pause when you're reading stuff, but okay, let me let me continue. So I'm in this Ryobi Ryobi Rebels group, and this is from uh, uh, Daniel Leal at Gmail. I don't know. <laughs> don't anyway, um, so I'm in this <laughs> in this Ryobi <laughs> Rebels group on Facebook, and they were talking about how on the home. De- depot site if you change store numbers you can get some things at different prices so this is a a tip to save you some money and you're welcome everybody by the way we're always saving you money anyway uh, for example currently by changing your store number location to 6204 one in connecticut uh, and i think he's almost talking to tim here um, you can get a Ryobi 9 amp hour battery for $89 instead of $159 like it is at my store in, at San Antonio, Texas. So I'm assuming that you can order online if you just change a store for your search location and then still order it and get it delivered. Phil, you don't count. You're in Canada. It's going to... We have Home Depot and store numbers. I'm going to try that. Yeah, yeah. 6204 so anyway, is in uh, Norway. I don't know if this is a, a tip or, or not since I don't know how long this sort of thing will stay that way, but I thought it was interesting enough to share. Uh, a bonus tip, I write my date of purchase on the inside of the battery cavity for my tools or somewhere on the body and the batteries so that I can easily see if something should still be in warranty as well as have a good gauge on how long a tool lasts me. Thanks for everything y'all do, Daniel. And I want to say this is a weird tip and don't think that it won't last. Uh, I'm going to go into a little story because it's what I do and I don't have very many episodes left to do it. A hundred years ago when I moved to Utah, this was before cell phones. This was before, this is in 1992, right? So it wasn't before cell phones, but they weren't common. Anyway, I found out through some friends and I don't remember how we figured this out, but it's true. I'm not lying. You could call from a payphone 1-800-DENTIST. You could listen to the recording and then it would say, if you would like to get a referral in your area, press uh, this to get the number you know to listen to a list so you do that and then it would say now press nine and we'll give you a dial tone to call this reference and i would use that to call back to california to my to my family oh wow yeah i get it and it went on for years you call 1-800-DENTIST listen to the spiel say yes i want a reference number hit nine you get a dial tone and you can make long distance calls and i would talk for hours on the payphone wow I used to have something similar, also in 1992, I guess, because I wanted my mom to pick me up from the movie theater. So you select, <laughs> and it would say, it would say something like, "What's your name?" And I write back, "Mom, pick me up. I'm at the movies. Bye." And then that would be the name that she'd yeah. be. She'd be, do you want to get a collect call from Mom? Pick me up. I'm at the movies. And you, and you say no. Up, and, me up at the movies. Yeah. 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 I think I did that once or twice because I didn't have a quarter on me or whatever reason, but. Uh, if, if we have if we have to go out with a with a bang by helping people screw the man, I'm okay with that. I mean, but only thirty years ago or twenty years ago, whatever. No, I'm talking about the Home Depot scam. We're going to try and work on. Oh now. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I like I like scamming the man. Yeah, I thought that was interesting um, because I mean we all do that, right? If we're shopping online, we check. You know, it's like oh, let's see if we can buy it. And we go to eBay. You do the sort. You know, the cheapest first or whatever. Like everybody always looks for the best deal. But the idea of um, the way these stores work now is because because these brick and mortar stores have to be online to compete with online. So they're going to ship it to you like for free, like it's your own local store. Ship it to your own local store. Like that's that's a really interesting um, tactic for doing that. So because um, you're taking advantage of the fact that they have like local sales, right? right like right. Home Depot has the ability on a per store basis to mark down items. Yeah. So now you're grabbing whatever. Would you say Norwalk? You know, like yeah, their North. deals, yeah. and you live in San Antonio. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's uh, it's actually really smart. Yeah. And I'm sure that as soon as because the you know, the millions of people listen to this podcast are going to ruin it. I'm sure. You know, this is going <laughs> to Home Depot's already got their got the clamp on it but um they're gonna get then, flooded with all these they're yeah. gonna basically they're gonna go into the red because and they're batteries say, back how did forth. this happen <laughs> yeah all the trucks are like I running like, over time i like how our tip basically sort of like contravenes our entire message right like right yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah cool, cool, yeah. cool. buy a battery a thousand miles away and pay a jet to bring it to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love it that's a good i one. love it any other tips 
Um, uh, that was it from uh, listeners er, this week. So, again, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Now's your chance. Save everybody a bunch of time and money with your fantastic tips on how to cheat the system. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What um, what grabbed your attention this week? Let's go to uh, let's go to Tim. What grabbed your attention this week? Um, two things: the the great guitar build off. Uh, it's it's supposed to be done, but a couple people didn't finish theirs yet, so the auctions and stuff are not starting yet. But there's a ton, a ton, a ton of really cool videos from the people that were in the invitational part of the competition, like me, as well as all the the other entrants. Um, so if you just search YouTube for GGBO or Great Guitar Build Off or Great Guitar Build Off 2021 or GGBO 2021, you'll find all these amazing guitar making videos. Some really, really inspiring stuff happening. And I don't care. If you don't make guitars you don't play or whatever like the the techniques and the methods and the materials that these people are using really great and the other is our good friend sterling davis put up the funniest little like tiktok type thing that i had me redneck had me laughing out loud so if if, that was funny it was really funny he he did a perfect job with the faces and the music and and so just, just go to Facebook and search Sterling Davis and you'll see one of his most recent posts, his little video where he's holding up a sign and just watch that. It's awesome. I can't imagine that that doesn't go viral because that was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, that's exactly what I wrote when I first, I wrote brilliant in the comments. It was just genius. Yeah. Yeah. Super smart. Mm. Bill, what grabbed your attention this week? Well, you know, uh, like us, Makers International Podcast is uh, going to be no more. Um, but, and, and we don't care about that. I mean, we've all been on their <laughs> podcast, whatever, but we don't care about the fact that they're gone. But what I want to make a point <laughs> of is that a couple of people got together and they said, you know what, this has been a part of our lives for quite a while. And it's been every Sunday night and they're from England. So they probably didn't understand what they were getting for their money over there. But, but what they decided to do, Andy Pugh and, uh, Jamie reader, Decided, you know what? We do want to fill up this space that's going to be left on Sunday nights, and they said that's not what we enjoy. This was so they make, they're going to start their own podcast, and there's two reasons why I'm mentioning it. The first one is I love the title. It's called Maker's Waffle, and I don't know why they chose that name other than a waffle maker. Get it? You know, it's I don't. It doesn't matter. They they want to take up the mantle and fill up a, an hour's time on Sunday nights for folks, and I think that's admirable. And I'm challenging everybody that listens to this podcast. I would love to see a new maker podcast or two or three or maybe 10 to make up for the fact that we're, we're, we're done. We're, I would like to hand the torch off to somebody else and let us know about that. Bill, are you looking for a job? (laughs) Are you just fishing for a job right now? This has been like the longest Uh, audition in, in, in recorded history. A six-year audition for new... Yeah. No, no, seriously, those Some of you folks that... Because I've gotten messages from folks, oh, you know, you guys are great, blah, 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 but maybe you should do it. Well, you know what? Maybe you should do it. Maybe you should do a podcast and and uh, give us a shout and say, you know what? Reclaimed Audio, every Wednesday for 100 years, we'd like to fill up that space. And uh, I would love that. I think that would be one of the most humbling experiences in my life if, if somebody were to say something like that about us so so say we all mm, so say we all which by the way our new podcast that's <laughs> well, right what do we call it Battlestar Podcastica <laughs> yeah that's the one <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously yeah. Earwolf uh, call, us. Is- call us Earwolf <laughs> yeah maximum fun give me a call um, you, you never know that's all I'm saying uh, for me this week, there is a really good retro electronics channel called This Does Not Compute, mm. and um, and super good production quality, but also specifically this one was called Fixing Up a Really Broken Sony DAT Deck, so it's a digital audio tape, and it's not important what it is. The point is, I know he methodically is. goes through this thing and fixes it, and seemingly you wouldn't think that he could have fixed this thing. But he fixed this thing, and he does a bunch of different kinds of retro audio and and video game stuff, and uh, and and he's just he's great. So this does not compute. Excellent. Yeah, it's a really good. One. And I guess we're at the end. So um, our websites: WilliamLutz.com, NewPerspectivesMusic.com, GuineaPigTanks.com, and SquareTools.com. Don't forget to uh, well send us those 
send us those voice notes at info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. You can still always send us notes on our so on our personal social medias. I'm sure you know what they are. Um, iTunes, as we mentioned before, those five-star reviews, you can just go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. There's a button. And patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, but there's also a button on our website as well. And, um, and with that being said, thanks for, um, thanks for an amazing six-year run, and uh, have a great week, guys. Yeah. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yep. Be good. <laughs>